What's up, guys? It's Lou, Kevin, Steve from Since the Sandbox. We're coming to you from 94.9 WZMR Zoom Mix Radio. Basketball, man. All Ball Tuesday coming back at you. A lot of stuff to talk about uh, as the trade deadline heats up and teams are kind of going up and down. But uh, Celtics play. Yeah, Celtics play. Heat play uh, against Indy and Denver plays Dallas. Those games are all coming up. And I feel like those are a lot of big games. Uh, Lou, we were just talking right before the episode. Jokic pissed the other day. Yeah. What would you, you say he had for points? 47? 47, 5 and 8, I think. Yeah, no turnovers. I, no. I feel like that's a big stat for him because even though how, like he's such a productive player, I mean, he does turn the ball over a lot, mm. no? Um, but, but Kev, what, what do you got to say about those games? Um, what are you looking forward to? I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to the Celtics game, of course, yeah. because... Kemba's questionable stuff. Hashtag Celtics Nation. Um, but, I mean, I think that the Celtics should beat the Spurs, whether Kemba plays or not, honestly. Yeah. Um, Heat and Indy? Heat and Indy? It's going to be close, dude. I, Indy's I, playing tough. I know, but I got to I gotta give it to the Heat, man. The it's heat on the hot. road. It's the on the road to mention. Yeah, hey, the, the, the Heat, hot. I don't know if they've lost no on the road intended. yet. But, like, they're, they're, they're like a different team on the road. Like, so, so I'll take Indy on this one. Yeah, and what what about Denver and Dallas, Kev? Which way are you leaning there? Dallas is home. I'm I'm gonna probably lean towards Dallas. Depends, with Luca back. Depends if KP plays. Porzingis has been out and Hardaway. So if they both play, I give it to Dallas. But if it's just Luca, still go with Dallas. I think I. You know what? I think I'm gonna give it to Denver either way. Honestly. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, they're they're healthy so. right now, yeah. right? Yeah. So. Michael Porter Jr. has been going. He gets limited minutes, but he does good in those yeah, limited minutes. I was gonna minutes, say he like. plays good when he when he gets in, but. They don't play him that much. In other news, I mean, we all we all have been keeping up with Kawhi's load management, but the Clippers slipped to the fourth seed, and mm-hmm. this is a team that we ranked in the power ranking so high. We definitely got to do another episode of power ranking soon. That just reminded me. Um, but uh, what what do we think needs to improve as far as the Clippers? I mean, is it just Kawhi playing? Is it just that simple? Yeah, and I feel like it creates that problem where everyone else has to play more like Lou Will gets hurt because he's playing 35 minutes a game and mm-hmm. and you have Mohawkless starting games and you have uh, Harold having to fill in a lot more and Zubak having to do a lot more and I just think that they're sacrificing their health a little bit and like everyone else's stamina for his but I, th- I think it'll be worth it but I think down the stretch we'll see he'll play and they'll get in a groove I just think it's a matter of like getting him on the court at the same time everyone's healthy mm-hmm. yeah. yeah no I agree I think I think that's the biggest part of the battle is just getting him to play. And I don't know, like, I don't mind players sitting games like coaches, you know what I mean? But there's a difference between sitting games and, you know, load management. And especially when you're the best player on your team, like, you got to be out there, you know what I mean? And I know, like, yeah, maybe it works for Toronto, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you're a professional athlete you've been training your whole life to, you know, play 82 games. Like, you should be able to play 82 games. Do you have to sit out a, a game here and there? Like, yeah, that's fine. You know what? Take, take a night off if you're playing a team that you know you're going to beat and stuff like that. But when you're the best player, two-way player, probably in the league and on your team, you got to be out there night in and night out. I mean, obviously, circumstances come with injuries and stuff. But if you're healthy, you should play. I don't, I don't believe in load management. But, I mean, so, that's just me. I don't know. So... Heading towards the playoffs, do we think that seeding matters for this Clippers team? I'm going to say no just because the end game is the Lakers. So yeah. they're home either way. I just feel yeah, like true. I feel like the only way seeding would, would make it relevant was 
was if the Clippers and the Lakers were were to be on like two opposite sides of the spectrum, like mm-hmm. the three and the six seed. I mean, right? Like if they had to play I, each I other see, or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't see the the Clippers dropping as far down to like the six as like Paul George is still like getting back in his groove. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and th- this is a new team for him and a new team for Kawhi. So mm-hmm. getting used to, getting used to and, and adjusted to Doc. I'm not saying it, it should take this long, but I'm, I'm sure that there's definitely been trans, transitions that, that oh, have yeah, taken yeah. more time, you know? Yeah. Um, I just think it, it's going to be tough for the Clippers to, to make up make up some wins, you know, it, it, especially dropping all the way down to the four. There's just a lot of good teams in the West, so, like, falling behind this early, not saying that it's going to affect them by any means because we all know why that they're, they're dropping like this, but mm-hmm. it's it just, like I said, like, I wouldn't want to draw the weakest right. first round. Right. Yeah. I mean, like... I don't think they want to, but I feel like th- that's where this. I feel like the seeding really matters if like they have to go to Houston. Like, say you go to Houston, but you beat them in seven, and it's like you just played seven while the Lakers had home home court and played like just say like the trail, like not the Trailblazers, not even they played the Spurs and sweep them, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh wow, we just did so much work, game one, uh, uh, series one, and like they they're resting, right. they're ready to go. I feel like that's where it comes into play, but. Like you said, Steve, it's a longer season, and if they can get it together, I don't want to see them because they're kind of doing the Warriors thing where it was like two years ago and last year the Warriors were like, it doesn't really matter if we get home court. Like, yeah, like we're probably going to beat everybody. The like yeah. they beat the Warriors, uh, the Rockets last year yeah. in Houston in yeah. six or five or whatever yeah. it was, and the seating really didn't matter there. No, it definitely And they did that after. Who, KD had already gone out. They didn't even have KD for game six. Yeah, they did. He had gone out game five. I don't think five. they did. No, yeah. yeah, he didn't play. So. But – but on the opposite side, a team that's getting hot compared to the Clippers, who clearly slipping. Uh, OKC is on a hot streak. What'd you say, Lou? Nine and one through the last ten games. Yeah, and they're the seven seed. That's, I mean, that's huge. I mean, Chris Paul like rallying. Well, who's who else is over there? Shrouda, uh, Shay Gildress Alexander is nasty, yeah. and then Stephen Adams. And that's yeah. I actually had that in my notes because OKC pretty much. I mean, SGA who's. Uh, Gil Alexander and Gallinari, those were two. Yeah, Gallinari too. Those were two of the biggest Clippers players last year for them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously yeah. they still had like Lou Will and Pat Bev and guys like that, but these were two of their biggest, I guess, like role players that stepped up. I would say, and and now they go over to OKC. So, I mean, is there a trend going on there? I don't know, yeah, maybe, I- but I mean. Like you said, with with CP3, those three guys, they even got they got guys like like Nerlens Noel's playing good this year. You know what I mean? They got um Roberson, like they got role players in, and they still got like Stephen Adams. You know what I mean? Like I, I even though it's kind of a rebuilding period, I guess I still yeah. like the way that they rebuilt. Like you know what I mean? They got sure. young guys that are valuable, and then they got guys like CP3 who are veterans that can like kind of show them the ropes. And CP3's has more playoff experience than half the NBA you know what I mean so just having guys like that around the younger guys and teaching them kind of like how to how to come up and and teaching them the ropes of the playoffs and stuff I think I think it's good for them yeah no it definitely is and at the same time you have all the picks from the Clippers a couple other picks from some other teams and you get all the young guys like that playoff experience and then like you get other young guys with good picks and it's like wait a minute Mm -hmm. like we all know what we're doing at this point but they have like a lot of people like that. You don't know if CP3 will be there, Gallinari, but I don't know if they want them to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like the seven seed's cool for them, but OKC wants to win a championship and right. like rebuild and win it all. So I feel like the seven seed is good and bad for them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, just to give a little uh, tip into tomorrow's episode, we're going to talk a lot of trade, and I do have OKC as one of my teams to sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So they should at least. Uh, j- just to give you guys a little sneak peek, we'll be talking uh, buy, selling, and staying put teams uh, 
throughout the NBA. But but back to the episode. I mean, do do we all see Embiid's gross finger last night? <laughs> that was that was hellacious. Oh. That was one of the worst things. It it was literally going sideways across the rest of his fingers. Yeah, it's so gross. crazy. And I mean, Philly Philly losing four four games. I mean, Ben Simmons has definitely been playing good. Did they, did they win last night? That might have broken it. I don't did know it? if they won because of Embiid going. Shoes. I thought they might have. Did they? Who did they, they play l- last night? I can't remember because all I was focused on was his finger. No. <laughs> all I could remember was his finger. Yeah. No, but but Ben Simmons, I mean, he's he's a top five player in steals, a top five player in assists. He's just he's putting in work. It should just just be nice if if he can develop more of a shot and, and yeah. be be more available to the team like that. You know what I mean? And Al is disgruntled. You see, Al Horford has his issues with his role. He's like he's like it's limited because of the way we play, and I'm fine with that. But it's like. You have too many guys that clog up the paint. Like besides Tobias Harris and like Josh Richardson, who like aren't great at getting their own shot. They kind of rely right. on somebody. Like they don't have any shot creators. They don't really have any guys who like just can move around and then put it up. Like TJ McConnell was one of those guys. They lost him. Jimmy you know, Butler. Jimmy Butler the was, was the guy. You, and it just like seems like they uh, aren't conducive. Like Embiid and Simmons, like they're both in the paint. It's like yeah. what's going on? Well, Holden's in the paint. What's going like, on? What other team? I mean, obviously, like the Suns have have Baines and Aiton. And and we know the Sixers have Embiid, Harris, and Horford. But what other team has has two, three big men like to to that like stature? You know what I mean? It's not. I feel like there's not too many of them. So like the way it works and like this NBA, I feel like it's really fast paced. And honestly, the addition of Al Horford was probably great, like for the locker room, like defensively. But I think it could be slowing them yeah. down a little bit. It could. I I think so. And I feel like Richardson wasn't what they wanted him to be. And the only other team I could think of with two big men like that is. Maybe like the Mavs with Kleber, yeah. Kleber and, and I mean, Porzingis. I guess when when Nurkic gets back, Portland, but yeah, not, he's no not, one really he's not even back until like. Or February. actually, kind of the Lakers because AD, Dwight, Javale. I feel yeah. like that's like, they, yeah. but like those yeah, are like role playing big guys. Like the those Pistons are like, too, I guess. Uh, Blake and Drummond. I don't know. I just feel like like guys like Dwight and McGee. Like what are they? They probably like combined for like 35, 40 minutes like a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I I think like like Horford should should easily be playing like twenty five minutes. Like Harris is. Definitely playing more than that. And, should be and, playing thirty. Yeah, and Embiid, Embiid, like should be on the court as much as possible. Obviously, we know his injury history, but I mean, I don't know. It, it's tough. Do Do you think that 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 could be a name that that could swirl around uh, trade rumors throughout uh, All Star break? Depends what they could get for him, and I feel like they're kind of fed up with Brett Brown too. I feel like he's kind of like let them down every season. Like, like you have all this great talent, but like he's not that coach. Like he literally, like when they lost to the Celtics a couple of years ago. Like he got schooled by Brad Stevens, mm-hmm. like it was embarrassing. Yeah, and they still have him there, and we'll see. They get that young kid Thibel. I don't know if he's been playing uh, recently because of injury, but he's an all an all uh, pro defender in college. So we'll see. I mean, I like that that Philly team, but they yeah. could be a team that and really gets bounced I early. Think, I think the biggest thing about Philly this year is, and and you feel free to jump in, guys. They lost Jimmy Butler, who was hands down their best perimeter defender. And their best shot creator, like Lou said. And they lost J.J. Redick, who was, besides Jimmy Butler, the only other person that could really spread the floor. I mean, mean, Josh Richardson and Tobias can shoot, but they're not not J.J. Redick, obviously. You know what I mean? Like, you can just put J.J. Redick in the corner, and you know a defender's going to be out with him. You know what I mean? And then you're just opening up the floor, because when you get a guy like Simmons that can't shoot, and you get a guy like Embiid and Horford in the paint, like... They need room to maneuver. So when you get Tobias Harrison there with Josh Richardson, it's just different. They were able to spread the floor way better last year because they had Jimmy Butler, who's a good shooter, and they had J.J. Redick, who's an elite shooter. You know what I mean? So it was just easier to spread the floor, which is why I think 
things were going so much better for them at this point in the season last year. But yeah. I don't know. I definitely don't think that the 76ers prioritized the right people when yeah. it came to, no. to the offseason acquisitions. It definitely should have been Butler. And I, I just I think, think it's they're kinda, regretting that now, too. Okay. Because I, I think it's kind of crazy that, that they would choose like Horford over him already having Embiid and um, Harris. Sorry, drawing a blank. Yeah. But no, it, it definitely was. And like I, I think I think we were talking about this at your house the other day. I, I, the reason why I think they kind of went away from Butler is because they thought that Simmons would develop more of a shot that he could be that that player, like if not more. Because I mean, look at what he's doing with it, uh, assist, tack, uh, like attack on the ball, like stealing the ball, every other category he he's topping besides mm-hmm. scoring and shooting. You know what I mean? Right. So it's definitely tough. But in other news, throughout the NBA season, there's been a lot of teams that have impressed us, a lot of teams that have disappointed us. Today, we're just going to talk about some teams that disappointed I have a couple of them. I want to hear you guys first, so if one of you guys want to jump in. Yeah, Atlanta, big time. Wow. Uh, for me, I think they have nine wins maybe, and it's like Trey Young like is by himself. Like, I was upset that Trey Young like got so mad that he's alone. It's mm-hmm. like, you, you've been there for two years. Relax. Like You're, no, not, no. you're not like LeBron where like, yeah. he was on the Cavs for like six years with no help. Yeah, yeah but, but I do get uh, his frustration in a way. And you have John Collins, you have Herder, you have Cam Reddish, uh, and you had a good pick. It, and, I mean, your coach isn't yeah. terrible. It also didn't help that John's Collin, oh, John Collins was suspended either. Yeah, yeah. and, and the that Trey Young was hurt. Yeah. But, like, but, like, to have nine wins, like, right. they, they, were, they were a good team last year. Like, where is that now? I just... I feel like they should have been a lot better, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know what happened. I feel like Trey Young is really good, but I feel like everyone who puts up those numbers, maybe outside of Devin Booker, really brings their team along with them. And it seems yeah. like I'm pretty sure they said he has the most losses in 40 point games out of anybody currently this season. Like no one puts up 40 and loses more than him. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. No, that is crazy. And I had them d- down here as one of the teams that I wanted to talk about. And yeah, they they are young, and maybe. I don't even think that we had crazy expectations for them. I just thought that they would be competitive. Like, yeah, eight I, I think, seed. Yeah, that's what I mean. Six, seven, eight seed. Like, I don't think that that was like unrealistic, especially like in the East. I do think the East is playing a little better than than we probably thought that they would at the at the beginning of the season. But I mean, yeah, I think Trey Young needs to take steps as a leader. I think that they they can also make a couple moves to to maybe bring in like a, a more of a veteran presence. Because I mean, the only vet I know that they have is what Vince Carter, right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean. Th- those those rookies definitely need some, some developing. But another team that I think has been disappointing, and I think it's time to kind of shake this team up a little bit, go in a different direction, uh, the Timberwolves. Oh, wow. I thought well, you were going to say yeah. my team, but it wasn't. Um, I, I don't know. I just I don't think Cat's working out there. I mean, they, this team, like, they have the talent to be a top three team in either west or east, you know what I'm saying? And that That's just my opinion. And I don't know. I I think that we can definitely see like some competitive teams go go and make make some action for Cad and even for Wiggins. I think they need to be separated. I don't. I just. How long is is Minnesota going to be able to just accept being like a six seed? You know what I mean? Yeah, they need to like either sell or buy on somebody to the point where it's like they're buying like someone who's really really good. And I feel like. Guy like CP3 could do them good. They said they want a new point guard, someone who can defend. I know CP3 is not the same defender, but an intelligent defender at that. And he's a guy who would like kind of Jimmy Butler them because the last time they they made it to like any sort of playoff, I I think was, they were was Jimmy when Jimmy Butler. Butler was there. So yeah. get a veteran who would really kick you into gear, move the ball, uh, be a danger from outside, kind of teach guys things. Because they even have shooters like Covington, Shabazz Napier. Uh, they have what's his name, Gorgie Dang, coming mm-hmm. off the bench uh, for the center role. I mean, they're not a terrible team. They just have, like, no oomph. 
Could no you, stones. And the thing is, they're an average team in a very good conference. Yes. That, yeah. That's yes. the biggest thing, I think, too. Is, no, it definitely is. You know? Like, Lou, I, I'm happy you mentioned um, Chris Paul because I feel like that that trade could definitely be done. I, I think if Cat was to stay with the Wolves, if they were to trade Wiggins and, um, Wiggins and maybe picks for CP3 and then maybe, like, Gallinari, like, I don't know, that, that could be a new revamped mm-hmm. team. I I just I just I'm sick of seeing mediocrity from them. But Kev, what do you got for a disappointing team? I know. Who um, be. Yeah, who is it? Let's see it's if you can the get. Pistons. No, it's not. I wanted to put them in there because you, know, you know I was been, high on the Pistons. They going disappointed into me to season, no end. But no, and and this team isn't horrible. So I mean, it's not a huge disappointment. But I get the Trailblazers. I mean, yeah, that's my third. This team. is a team that has been you know a pretty much a contender the last few seasons, and now you know you got Whiteside. You picked up Bazemore and Hood. Hood was starting at the beginning of the season, and then you got, and then you just picked up Melo. So it's like you made good attributions in the off season, and I mean Nurkic went out, but you got Whiteside to compliment him until he's back, which was a good pickup. And like I don't know what's going on. I, like, and now they're talking about maybe trading CJ McCollum. Like I don't know what's going on there. But yeah, didn't they say they wanted to send him to the Sixers? Like the one thing, the one thing I was worried about with Portland going into into the season was their bench, but. Obviously, with the you know the acquisition of of Bazemore, and now after Melo, they got Hood on the bench now too. It's like their bench got better, and the starting lineup isn't good enough. <laughs> right, like, I don't know what's going on, and and I, and I I can't put all the blame on Dame either because yeah. he's carried them f- f- since he's been in the league. No, so. definitely, they suck on the road. That's what the same thing with the Jazz. Like the Jazz are they're all horrible on the road. Like CJ's like averaging eighteen points a game. It's like. You really can't like he doesn't do much like a ton elsewhere. Yeah, it's like, like he's you, he needs to score. Yeah, he needs to put like like twenty two yeah. points because he ain't Ben Simmons taking out eight nine rebounds yeah. and ten assists. Like he's gonna. That's why you know? I feel like he he's underperformed and they just don't play great on the road. Mm-hmm. Like Dame will give you thirty and seven, but he's taking thirty shots and he's only gonna hit twelve yeah. of them or, yeah. or thirteen of them. So yeah. th- that's tough as well. But yeah, they were extremely disappointing yeah. this season. And uh, again, they're they're fifteen and twenty two, so they're not horrible, but. The reason they're disappointing is just because of how high they've been the last few seasons. I really expected them to kind of take that next leap with the acquisitions they made, but well, with the acquisitions and I feel like they they've made it through the playoffs like pretty pretty far. Like I, I mean, they yeah. played in, in what a Western Conference Finals yeah. at, at some point. I think maybe uh, one, one or two. One, yeah. no, one. one. He, he's only he, and then last year he hit that shot versus OKC, but Dane made the face, the walk yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was last year. So yeah. Did you yeah. see him doing the um? The Shane McMahon walk throughout. He was he did the Billy that, Strut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going on to the court the other day. That was wicked funny. Um, but I know I had the Blazers too, and I I think in the beginning of the year when we were just talking about our top ten NBA teams, they were right around ten. I mean, mm-hmm. an, anywhere in between eight and twelve. One of us might have even had them in the top ten. Um, yeah, I mean, if if it's if they're just gonna be like a, a five hundred team, I mean, move McCollum, try and get some pieces. I mean. Dame's got to be a staple there, you know. And I don't yeah, see him he's going, not going anywhere. anywhere. No. And, and I honestly like the way Melo's playing with them too. So I'm just surprised that it's really not turning into wins. Obviously, they need to play better defense, and like you guys said, winning on the road is is huge because they only seem like they could win at home. Yeah. Um, but but maybe even a new coach could be a possibility for them too. Yeah, I like Terry. Is it no? Is, is it Terry Stotts there? Yeah. I like Terry mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good coach. No, he is, but it's it just, I, I don't know, at at some point in time, you're going to point the finger somewhere, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. But that wraps it up for this All Ball episode. Like we, like I said in, in the past episode, excited to get back in the studio as a whole. Uh, tomorrow we have a bunch of stuff coming to you guys, uh, some, some trade talk, 
buying and selling some actual players and some rumors. And then we also got a bunch of stuff for, for our divisional weekend this weekend in the NFL. But since the sandbox, baby. Booyah.